0: You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 45. I want to take a moment to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and anywhere else that you might listen to the show, which does, as of recently, include Radio.com as well as Pandora. So, I want to thank you all again and remind you to please share the show out with all your friends and family on social media and elsewhere, and ask them to give it a listen and subscribe and give it a rate and review if they are so inclined. So, first up this week, it looks like, according to some patents, there are some crazy fast RF mount prime lenses coming, including an RF 18mm f1.0. So Back in August, it was mentioned that Canon was working on a whole line of F1.2L prime lenses for the new RF mount for the EOS R&RP. So far, we have the RF 50mm 1.2L USM and the RF 85mm 1.2L USM, but there are more clues that include some 1.2L lenses that are in the pipeline. Canon News has uncovered the following optical designs for the RF mount: Canon RF-18mm F 1.2 L USm. Focal length is 18.51 millimeters. The F number is 1.24. It's a half angle of view degree, 49.45 degrees. Image height, 21.64 millimeters. Total lens length 129 millimeters. And a BF of 16.40 millimeters. Then we have the Canon RF 24mm F1.2L USM, focal length 24.59 millimeters, F number 1.24, half angle in degrees of 41.35, image height 21.64 millimeters, total lens length 129.01 millimeters. a BF of 13.57 millimeters. Next we have the Canon RF 16 millimeter F1.4L USM. Focal length of 16.42 millimeters. F number of 1.43. Half angle of view degrees is 52.80. Image height is 21.64 millimeters. Lens total length 133.46 millimeters. And a BF of 13.55. Also included in this late, latest patent filing is a crazy fast wide angle prime lens design with an RF 18 millimeter F1.0 L USM. Focal length 18.50 millimeters, F number 1.03, half angle of view degrees 49.47 image height 21.64, lens total length 150.00 millimeters, and a BF of 4.99 millimeters. So it sounds like if this information is accurate, Canon is coming up with some really awesome, fantastic prime lenses for the new RF mount. And I'm sure none of them are going to be cheap, <laughs> that's for sure, especially when the uh, 50 millimeter 1.2 L is over $1,000 more expensive than its EF counterpart. So I can imagine probably every one of these lenses is going to be $2,000 plus. Probably, most of them will probably be closer to $2,500, $2,600, but we'll have to wait and see for sure. But it is definitely exciting, especially for those that prefer to shoot with prime lenses, which I do anytime I'm able to. Uh, Not that I don't have some good zoom lenses, but primes are just so much better You get better bokeh, you get much better image quality because there's fewer lens elements involved, so on and so forth. So, this is definitely exciting. We'll have to wait and see how many of these lenses actually become reality, and uh, we'll take it from there. I'm assuming probably most of these lenses will be released in 2020 or 2021. Uh, It's possible we might see all of them in 2020. It just depends on how far and how fast Canon wants to push their new RF mount glass. We'll have to wait and see uh, as time goes on. Now, some of you may be wondering, what's next from Canon? So, obviously, over the last few weeks, we've heard about some things coming from Canon. Obviously, the EOS 1DX Mark III is coming soon. I've been told that shipping will begin in late February or early March of 2020, after an official announcement in late January of 2020, and as I predicted before, they'd want to get it to market in time for the Tokyo Summer Olympics. There will also be a new EOS R series camera announced in early February. It will be a high-megapixel replacement for the 5DS-SR since that model line is being retired. It will be equipped with Canon's next-generation sensors, digit processors, and a new form factor that will include the smart controller we first saw on the EOS 1DX Mark III. This will not be the pro body that people are clamoring for, but it will be upmarket for the EOS R. Now, I disagree on that. I think this is going to be one of Canon's first pro EOS R bodies. Because Canon has already hinted that they're not only doing a high megapixel replacement for the 5DS and SR, but if they're going to do that, both of those cameras have dual card slots. They both have one SD card slot and a compact flash card slot. So, I highly doubt Canon's going to release a replacement for those two models that it's retiring, and the new one is only going to have a single card slot. I just don't think it's going to happen. So, I'm pretty sure this is definitely going to be a pro body in the EOS R family. It might be the first one, actually. We'll have to wait and see. Canon will announce another 4-6 to RF lenses in the first half of 2020. There's going to be a total of eight new lenses coming next year that we've been told about so far. Now, I have no further information on new DSLRs in the first half of 2020, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a new Rebel, because their consumer cameras, I think they're still going to make the DSLRs for a little bit longer, but I believe they're going to phase out the DSLRs in the pro market almost immediately. Um, After the 1DX Mark III comes out, I have a feeling that's going to be Canon's last flagship sports DSLR, and probably... I'm thinking the 5D Mark IV could be the last pro DSLR. Now, they may release a Mark V in the 5D line, but I don't know. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they want to spread their themselves a little bit, you know, too thin, so to speak, you know, because it's kind of redundant. If you're going to do a high megapixel replacement for the 5DS and SR, that's an EOS R mirrorless model. Then why would you bother make a 5D Mark V? It just doesn't make any sense to have both of them on the market. Now, Canon did release the 5D Mark IV, but then the EOS R came later on. The 5D Mark IV had been out for, what, over a year when the EOS R was released and announced. Um, but I don't think they're going to do a 5D Mark V. I could be wrong. Maybe they will, but I don't think they will. I think they're going to retire the 5D line Um, with the 5D Mark IV. They're already retiring the 5DS and 5DSR. We know that for a fact. They've already made that reality. So, the next EOS R is more than likely going to be a dual card slot, high megapixel beast that will replace the 5DS and SR. And I don't think Canon is going to release a 5D Mark V. I could be wrong. They might, but I don't think they're going to. All right, the next thing I want to talk about this in this week's episode, today's deal of the day, refurbished Nikon D750 camera, body only, now $899 at Adorama. Now, the refurbished Nikon D750 cameras are on sale for $899 at Adorama, regular price $1,197. The price of the regular D750, the non-refurbished ones, is expected to drop to 9 dollars for Black Friday. Just another indication that the D750 replacement will be coming soon. Now, whether or not it's called the 760, we'll have to wait and see, but that's what most people are figuring. Also, the Tokina AT-X116 Pro DX2 11-16mm f2.8 lens is 250 dollars off for today only. So, you're going to want to jump on that ASAP since it's the tail end of the day on the 14th of November 2019. Now, next in the Nikon world, a new Tokina ATX-I 100mm f2.8 full frame macro lens for Nikon F-mount to be announced soon. Now, this is from yesterday. Tokina will soon announce a new ATX-I 100mm f2.8 full-frame macro lens for Nikon F mount and Canon EF mount as well. The new version will replace the current Tokina 100mm f2.8 AT-XM 100 AF Pro-D macro lens, and will have the new Opera design, which is a newer styling that Tokina is going with. Now, the information I have as of right now, the lens will start shipping on December 6th with a price of around $500, and there are the first set of leaked images, and I will share this article with my listeners in the show notes so that you can check it out for yourself. Now, $500 for an f2.8 macro lens for full frame is a fantastic deal, because the Canon and the Nikon 100mm f2.8 macros will cost you a heck of a lot more cabbage than that. Nikon has been neglecting their macro lenses, Micro Nikor as they're known. For a while, they've never released the promised Nikon 1 macro lens. And the very good but old Nikon AF-SVR Micro Nikor 105mm f2.8 GIF-ED lens never got a refresh. A new macro lens for Nikon F-Mount has been rumored for a while, but never materialized. Nikon has two new macro lenses on the latest Nikkor Z-Lens roadmap, which is the 60mm Micro Prime lens and the 105mm Micro S Prime lens. But so far, nothing else for the F-Mount. So, it looks like Tokina is going to fill the gap for Nikon shooters. Now, it is estimated that the cost of this new macro lens, like I said, it'll be $429 to $500. Nothing substantial yet as far as a locked-in price, but they are taking pre-orders as of tomorrow on the Tokina USA retailer sites. You can pre-order starting tomorrow. Um, And like I said, estimated USA street price of $429, but there has been talk that it might be $499. We'll have to wait until tomorrow when the official pre-orders start To get a locked-in price for certain. But definitely something to look at when you want to compare the cost of what a Canon or Nikon 100mm f2.8 macro will set you back. All right, so now we have the first set of rumored specifications for the Nikon D750 camera replacement. Will it be called the D760? We're not absolutely certain yet, but here are the rumors we have thus far. The Nikon D750 replacement will not be called the D760, it will have a higher model number between 760 and 800, maybe 770 or 790 is a possibility. It will be a merge of the D700 series and the D800 series, not sure what that means, maybe in terms of functionality. It's rumored it will have a 24 megapixel BSI sensor, 4K video support, no 4K 60 frames per second. But it will have 1080p 120, built in Wi Fi and low energy Bluetooth, no built in flash, higher ISO, better than the D850, two UHS 2 SD memory card slots. It'll have between 51 and 153 AF points. One number that was given out was at 105, so we'll have to wait and see. It will have a touch screen, an updated interface like the Z series cameras slightly smaller and lighter body than the current D750, and is expected to be released in 2020. It could be as early as January or February, but that is not confirmed. It could be later on in the year. As usual, the first early set of rumored specifications may not be 100% accurate. Once we get closer to the official announcement, we'll be able to get more details from the more reputable rumor sources and rumor sites. The Nikon D750 was announced in September of 2014. The price for the D750 is expected to drop to $999 for Black Friday, as I mentioned before, down from its current price of $1,197. Now, the next item I want to talk about this week in photography-related news, a photographer wins a $345,000 settlement over unlawful arrest while taking photos. The Dallas Area Rapid Transit System, or DART, has agreed to pay blogger and photojournalist Avi Edelman $345,000 to settle a lawsuit in which Edelman alleged that he was illegally arrested for taking photos of someone being treated for an overdose. The incident in question took place over three years ago, in February of 2016, when Edelman rushed to the scene of an overdose that was taking place on DART property. Edelman was documenting the victim as he was being treated by paramedics when a DART officer approached him and demanded that he stop taking pictures and leave. After refusing to stop and leave the scene several times, Officer Stephanie Branch arrested him for criminal trespass, i.e. not having a transit pass. The entire interaction was captured by the officer's Sony recorder. The charge was dropped a week later, and Officer Branch was disciplined for the arrest, but Edelman chose to sue both Dart and Branch for infringing on his First, Fourth, and Fourteenth Amendment rights. Despite both defendants trying to get the case thrown out multiple times, arguing in part that Branch believed Edelman was violating HIPAA medical privacy laws by photographing the victim while getting treatment, a federal judge in Dallas and the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals both sided with Edelman. Uh, allowing the civil case to go forward. All of this back and forth finally ended this week when the DART Board of Directors decided to pay Edelman the requested settlement of $345,000 by a vote of 14 to 1. Edelman, a member of the National Press Photographers Association and the Society of Professional Journalists, considers this a major win for photojournalists everywhere. Quote, I was arrested and spent a day in jail on a bogus, thrown-down charge of criminal trespass for one reason only, to stop me from taking photographs of paramedics treating a patient in public view on public property, which is a lawful activity and not a HIPAA violation at all, Edelman said in a press release published earlier this week. Quote, the subjective personal opinions of Leo personnel should never be allowed to interfere with lawful and protected First Amendment activities. In light of this settlement, he will be donating $2,500 to the NPPA's advocacy efforts, another $2,500 to the Freedom of Information Foundation of Texas, and has promised to work with and support First Amendment advocacy groups to make sure arrests like this never happen again, and to defend the photographer vigorously when it does happen. Finally, lest his three year long case, uh, this three year long case between Edelman and a law enforcement officer, give anybody the impression Edelman is anti police, he also wanted to make clear that the majority of officers he has interacted with have allowed him to do his job unencumbered. Quote 90% of the officers I encounter at police scenes just ignore the camera or cell phones. 5% are asking, can you Photoshop my gut to a better size? Says Edelman. The last 5% are just pure blank and sadly i keep running into those guys So i'm assuming he's saying just pure jackasses uh but it is blanked out so we won't know for sure but good for him i'm glad that he won this um i did have an incident in downtown atlanta a number of years back uh, when i worked in downtown atlanta for one of the companies i used to do i.t work for i would always take one of my cameras with me because i love doing street photography and I would often photograph just people going about their day on the busy streets of downtown Atlanta. And one day, as I was walking up to the MLK Federal Building to catch my bus back home, I was just carrying my camera. I wasn't even actually snapping pictures at the time, and apparently some lady at the uh, Sam Nunn Federal Building down the street from the building where I caught my bus saw me with my camera and thought I was a terrorist or a potential terrorist, so she called the Department of Homeland Security on me. So, as I stood there waiting for my bus, I had federal agents roll up on me and a couple of Black Tahoe units with government plates, and they jumped out and came over and talked to me, and I told them, I said, look, I wasn't photographing the federal building, and it's not illegal to photograph a federal building anyways. They agreed with me on that. Um, and I explained to him, because at the time I was still a student, that I was just taking street photography shots for one of my assignments, and I readily showed them that I didn't take any pictures of any of the buildings. I was strictly shooting people as they went about their day on the streets of Atlanta. Um, and then, of course, the next day I had an FBI agent call me, and he wanted to come by the office to talk to me in person, yada, yada, yada. But like I said, nothing came of it because I hadn't broken the law. I didn't do anything wrong. So, good for this guy that he won this uh, case against DART and the officer that arrested him. you got to remember, folks, always know your rights when it comes to your photography, because there are people out there that will push the limit and infringe on your constitutional rights as a photographer and especially as a photojournalist. Now, I'm not saying get mouthy and belligerent with the police, far from it, but don't let them bully you either, especially if you know your constitutional rights as a photographer or photojournalist. And there are plenty of organizations out there that will give you support, should you need it, if you were unlawfully arrested like this gentleman was. Okay, the last item I want to talk about this week, as far as photography news goes, there's, is an advisory some Sony 16-35mm f2.8 GM lenses are causing cameras to malfunction. Sony Japan has issued a service advisory for a limited number of 16 to 35 f2.8 G Master lenses, which are apparently causing cameras to malfunction when attached. If your lens is affected, Sony will uh, inspect and repair it free of charge. The advisory, which has only appeared in Japan thus far, warns that certain Sony FE 16-35 f2.8 GM lenses cause your camera to malfunction when attached to a full-frame mirrorless Sony Alpha system camera. The issue identified by the advisory and translated by Google Translate are camera does not accept operation when this lens is attached, or camera does not display properly when this lens is attached. Serial numbers are between... 1,800,502 and 1,823,192 is the affected serial number range. If your lens's serial number falls into that range, the advisory page includes a form where you can input your serial and see if your specific 16-35 to is affected by this recall. If it is, Sony is offering to inspect and repair it free of charge anytime between now and March 31st. 2023, so you've got plenty of time to get it fixed if yours is one of the ones that is affected. It's worth noting once again that this particular product advisory has only been posted to the Sony Japan website and does not appear on the English language support page for the 16-35 to 35 F2.8 GM. Now, Sony has been contacted to find out this issue is limited to lenses sold only in Japan, but thus far they have not gotten back, so we will have to update you once we get a response. All right, that is all the photography news I have for you this week in episode 45. I did want to also let everyone know that the winner was selected on Sunday the 10th of our first photography-related giveaway. And a congratulations to Zenscape Photo who's the winner of the contest. He received a fully licensed free copy of Luminar 3 courtesy of the good folks at Skylum Software and I did contact him via private message on Facebook and send him the details of his prize and I also made a post in the announcement section for anybody else to see. He was only one of a few people that entered the contest and when I put in the total number of participants in the random software item randomizer random number generator his number was the one that came up so he ended up winning the prize now don't be discouraged we will be having more contests as the show progresses along over time i am hoping to have maybe a lens giveaway next time We'll have to wait and see, or possibly a tripod or monopod giveaway. We'll see how things flesh out as far as that goes. I'm communicating with some companies right now about sponsorships, so we will see how that goes. All right, that wraps it up for episode 45 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my subscriber, our listeners again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, radio.com and anywhere else that you might listen to the show, and ask you once again to share the show out on social media and elsewhere with family and friends, and ask them to give it a listen. And they can also subscribe and write a review. You can also contact the show at our telephone number if you would like to send a text message or leave a voicemail, with any questions, comments, feedback, any suggestions for future episodes, something you'd like to see covered on the show, you can feel free to reach out to the show at 470-294-8191 with either a call or a text message. You can also send an email to liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. I want to thank everybody again for listening to the show, and I will see you again in seven days for episode 46. Oh, oh,